What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report, brought to you by the EPL Live at World Cup Edition. We've now had a look at every team at the World Cup as Brazil and Serbia rounded out the first lot of group stage fixtures, and there was no shortage of upsets in guitar, also blowouts, and a few good old nil-all stalemates. And we're going to be here to dissect all that for you right now, and I'm joined, as always, by World Cup team that I've got here, Al Jensen in his England top, Mitch Ball uh, wearing the gold of the Socceroos, and, of course, uh, the man himself, Jack Elliott. So, boys, welcome. So much has happened, and we're only... Uh, what are we? Not even a quarter way through the tournament, but um, have you liked what you've seen so far, Al, from the three lines? I have, mate. It's, uh, it's been... Pretty surprising, really. Mm. And uh, by the way, nice Italy top. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) It's looking good. Oh, you're going to wind me up. (laughs) (laughs) England looking good. Six six goals. You can't complain with that. I mean, the last few World Cups. You weren't as bullish about them. No. At the start, you said said one nil or nil all. That's what normally the score is. It's always a 94th minute or (laughs) in this World Cup. Yep. 100th minute, you know. Something like that. That extra, that added time is, yeah, is a bit. Oh, I don't know. It's a bit annoying, that moment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's been a big talking point so far in the World Cup. Mitch, how have you enjoyed the World Cup so far? It's been good. It's been really good. Um, got some good games, some fantastic goals already, which is even better, and some really good team performances, uh, which is exciting. So hopefully, it continues on the same path and. Well, I'm sure Australia will continue on the same path of disappointments. So. Oh, don't be like that. Come, Come on. Saturday night's a big one. Yeah, I'm you're right. Yeah, Tunisia, going we, to should be, we should be a chance. Yeah. But, you know, if we're going to play, if we're going to go for the exact same game plan of scoring a goal, then going, what do we do now? How do we play again? Should we just drop everyone behind the ball? It's not going to work. The that's, best defense is offense. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but that's great, Marvel, for you. Um, but, yeah, Jack Elliott. Welcome. Yeah, we. It's hard to forget that Mitch is actually a, a qualified coach himself. Um, <laughs> he's one of the more, you know, critical uh, blokes on this panel. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think you're being a bit negative, Mitch. Um, we're not here just to talk about the Socceroos, but I mean, overall, the World Cup's been fantastic, and I think maybe it's because, um, you know, I only, to be honest, really watch international football when the Euros are on in the. The World Cup, um, and you forget how amazing it is. Even the nil-all draws have been, um, mm. you know, like really riveting throughout the whole ninety minutes. Mm. So, um, you know, it's only going to get better as the bigger teams play each other, and the um, the round two of matches have got some really good matchups. So, um, some sleepless nights to come for sure. Absolutely, and yeah, the the um, the stoppage time, the extra. Um, mm. Stoppage time has been a massive talking point and it's added a lot of intrigue into a lot of matches um, and a lot of drama. But it wasn't uh, a massive talking point in the uh, Australia game against France. They were just too good for the Socceroos. Um, and well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that first. And obviously the Socceroos got off to a really good start. That first 15 minutes was impressive. Uh, got the goal that no one was expecting. And... Um, after that, it just seemed like they went in their shell a bit, Mitch. Yeah, and they, they dropped off and let France play. Yeah. Like, what a great idea. Let's give Mbappe time on the ball. <laughs> like, rule 101 of playing world-class players is do not, do not give them time on the ball. And obviously, we'll speak about this game to come, but we saw two very different styles early on for, so to speak, Minnow teams against high-powered nations. Yeah. And we saw one that went out and absolutely went for it and attacked the game from the first minute to the... 100th minute yeah. <laughs> and we saw one team that 
attacked the game from minute one to minute 15 and then went, what do we do now that we've scored? So How do we play? And obviously I'm talking, I'm referencing the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game. Yeah. Because they went after them for 100 minutes Mm. and they came away, you know, with the prize. Yeah. And I'm not saying Australia, if they attacked for 100 minutes, but it would have it would have changed the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. What, they just they, they scored and they got scared. But is, is that the inexperience of the players, or you reckon that was tactics, Joe? Absolutely. I think in those situations, especially the unforeseen ones, you need to have on-field coaches. Mm. It's a pity, it's a pity we don't have Aaron Moy or someone in the midfield who's played like you know a lot of games for Australia okay, at our, high level. Our, our it's, two, it's a real shame. Our two strongest leaders are introverted. Like Matt Ryan, you know, and Tommy, and um, sorry, Aaron Moy, who are the most experienced. They, they're not. They don't lead that way. Like you compare yeah. it to someone. It's like, not a Yedinak. Yeah, if Yedinak, exactly. Like if we had someone like Yedinak, who after we go two one down or, or even or, or one but, or just to settle, just to get around yeah. to everyone, the inexperienced players in particular, and say, guys, like we can change the way we're playing here. I hate to break it to you, we've got Sortar at the back, who's he's very young, and I'm, I was the first one to say he probably actually shouldn't even be playing at this stage, just purely on the basis of how early he is in his ACL, you know, coming back from that injury. But he plays at Stoke. He, he plays in the championship. It's mm-hmm. a good level. He should know how to what to do. And, you know, he kept trying, but the reality is that midfield didn't. Aaron Moy, I get that it's not, okay, you're, either, you're two types of captains, you're two types of players. You either lead by example or you lead with a voice. Well, he didn't either. And from our arguably most experienced player, you cannot do that. See, I thought for the first 15, 20 minutes, when the goal happened, he bossed that midfield. Yeah, he, he was, yeah, yeah, that, yeah I don't have an issue with the first 15, 20. I have an issue from the onwards. All of it. Because all your, your players kind of just... But they did, they did. But that's where I'm saying that we need that. And you're right. It's, there's no Yednak out there who was superb at that. Yeah. And he was at Rulet and, you know, he did it at Palace for so long. All right. But let, let's, be, let's be real for a second. Um no matter how good Australia were for that first 15 minutes, France were always going to come back into that Oh, game. No, but I have yeah, no yeah. issues with Their that. quality. Yeah, they're, they're superb. They're world a, champions. There's a reason that, yeah, exactly, they're world champions. There's a reason that Mbappe is worth more than the whole Australian squad. <laughs> and he's not even, like, and he's just one player of, you know, the other 20 that would all start for Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but where we lost it, though, or where Australia lost it, I should when say. When we conceded four goals? No, is is the substitutions. Um, we, we were 2-1 down at half time. I think at least a sub, a sub should have been made at the break. Um, Atkinson was getting overrun by Mbappe. Mm. Uh, it wasn't his best game. I feel for him because he is young and it's his first World Cup. Going up against Mbappe in your first game is not an easy task. But then uh, with, with, with the options we had on the bench, McLaren didn't get a look in. Um, QOL came on when it was 4-1. Um, mm. So did Mabil, came on when it was 4-1. These changes should have been happening when the game was still there to be won. And we may have still lost 4-1, but at least we could say, you know, we we tried everything to, you know, try and get a result. But making substitutions at the 75th minute when you're three goals down, that is where we lost it. It was on Graham Arnold, I think. Yeah, it's a lot. uh, And poor Nathaniel Atkinson, he's copped it a bit and it seems like he's reacted and responded to it really well. Like, you know... You know, I got caught out by Mbappe, who who hasn't on the planet. So, but, yeah. and which is a great attitude to have. But um, I, I was thinking at the time, God, I would love to actually see Matty Leckie just have a go at Mbappe. Like, you know, he actually mm. had the the pace and the physical attributes to maybe kind of. You, you're not going to stop his um, his drive, but you could at least maybe restrict the damage. Yeah. Um, but to, yeah, it's easy to sit back here and speculate, critique and what could have happened. But, but um, I think you're right. I think some things could have happened a bit earlier before, yeah. before the game was totally dead and 
yeah. and we didn't have the ball to allow the attacking players to to, to do anything. Mm, mm. I mean, even at three one down, um, I'm surprised no changes were made. But um, I mean, they brought on again. That was a talking point. Uh, who was it coming off? Um, Duke coming off for uh, Cummings. I don't think that was the right. Well, it was good to see a Scottish international represent Australia. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he should be in the squad. I don't think he... I mean, McLaren's a better striker. I thought, yeah. (laughs) I mean, neither of them are going to be there in the next World Cup anyway, but Cummins represents Scotland 17s, 19s, and the first team. Yeah. And I understand, like, obviously he's now eligible to play for Australia and he's one of the better options, but... Yeah. What benefit? Like, McLaren, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I, I find it interesting. We, we kind of expected that result anyway. Um, oh, you know, going up against yeah, yeah. France, it, it's all about Tunisia now. We need to move on. Um, that's the most winnable game in the group. And then followed follow that up with Denmark, who weren't spectacular in that first game either. So uh, there's still a lot to play out for the Aussies, so hopefully we can see a response. Um, as I was going to say, as I'm not going to quote Bosnich word for word, but he did say... <laughs> They need a, uh, a a different team. You score goals <laughs> and play better. That was uh, you know yeah. one, one of the. Um, it's similar to some of the speeches I give on the weekends. If we had a different amazing. team, we scored goals, we'd win more games. That's it. I'm just <laughs> going to reserve my judgment on uh, Bozer and Foz. Pure class. Punishment. Yeah, yeah. One. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not no. going to go down there. I didn't mind Harry Kuehl. Harry Kuehl was yeah, good. I didn't mind Harry Kuehl's contract. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's all right. I'm not sure about the we, though. Same we. Yeah, but yeah. that that always happens at first. I had to break it to you guys. Producer Gorda has a very different opinion of Harry Kuehl's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as he sits there shaking <laughs> there his head. There was a couple yeah. of quotes there, but I, I think overall, like, his passion. Yeah, is, I didn't mind his insight. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he won a few fans, to be honest, during that broadcast, yeah. but we'll see. I think he should he be won, Australian won, coach. Won, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How, what is it, the definition for a few? Three. Three, yeah. I'm three. sure there are three people yeah. in Australia who did But you know what I didn't, I didn't mind about him was him calling out some of uh, Arnold's tactics and substitutions. He, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't afraid to call that out. Yeah. So He did say about Kuehl. Kuehl came on and was just passing it backwards, right? You want him to... Kuehl, yeah. Kuehl, yeah. he wants yeah. to run. Run at them, just give it a go. 4-1 down, what, what, what have you got to lose? Right? It reminds yeah. me of the Simpsons episode. Halfback passes to the centre. Back to the wing. Back to the centre. Centre holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback passes to centre. Back to wing. Back to centre. Centre holds it. Holds it. Holds it! I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Right, break it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right. Yeah, again, we'll, we'll hopefully see some changes to the starting 11 and maybe Hrustich can maybe get a start, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, has been injured. He and Martin Boyle throughout our qualifications were probably our two best players. Yeah. And they were both out. Um, similar to Pogba and Kante, really, like for like, wouldn't you say? <laughs> two outs again for that uh, match? I, right? I mean, numerically speaking, <laughs> yes. <laughs> numerically, it's identical. <laughs> I have to say... Both have two legs. I have to say, and I just heard that he's been like he's been out for twelve months, and was, this was his first game back. But Harry Suter, being a six foot se- he's six foot seven and a half, he's or something huge, like. massive. Mbappe scored a headed goal, and he got he sandwiched in between that. You're thinking it was just a perfect cross. Cross. It was perfect cross, yeah. but you're yeah. six foot seven. <laughs> but he's not. Been, he's not. I, I agree. You have got to do better. But he's not game fit. He shouldn't be. Uh, I think he played minimal minutes for Stoke and then was literally on the plane and with us. Yeah, yeah. provided but, a quality pass oh, and yeah. build up to and, he, he, and this is the thing, he'll be key for us in the next World Cup. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. The next game, Tunisia, going to win it. That's it. That's the positivity we How need. How can you not this positive about England? But speaking of England, they made a huge statement against Iran. Um, again, we touched on it in your intro, but um, six goals in your first game, that is, um, it's, it's the equal highest winning margin by an England side at a World Cup. The other was... Um, it was 2018. Colombia. Against Colombia. Uh, Colombia? No. Ecuador. Uh, one of one of the South American teams. Paraguay? No. No, not Paraguay. It's on the two. Panama. 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 Yes. Anyway, we got it out. But they were very impressive, Al. Um, they were pretty good. I thought defensively, though. Yeah, see, I always going to look at the defense. And I think there were a few dodgy moments. Mm-hmm. We considered, considered too. See the go off. The penalty was a little bit, yeah, whatever, in the 108th minute, whatever it was. <laughs> Hit or miss. There's no consistency on that as well. Harry Maguire mm-hmm. should have got a penalty. Harry Maguire, he's had a lot of disrespect, but he, he was probably one of our best players. This yeah. is one of them. He, he always turns up for England. He does. He does. He's pretty good. He came yeah. off sick. He looks a bit, yeah, looks a bit ill. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good start. Six goals. We should be need. beating the Iran. I mean, I didn't think it was good. I just said I didn't think it was going to be that. You know, that many goals. You know, it's handy goal difference. It is, which will be crucial. But I, I don't, I don't really see England um, slipping up against the USA or even Wales for that matter. But um, yeah, they, they, they were super impressive, and I still think they'll go deep in the tournament. Jack. Yeah, um, in our first pod, um, I think I had Phil Foden as the player of the tournament. Uh, and, yeah. and he was on the bench, but that bench, <laughs> wow, like Grealish, Foden. Rashford, yeah, and um, and just the, the youth that England still have, but with the experience, I think it's really exciting. And I mean that the Spanish team as well, and you know, I'm sure we'll get to that. But just some of these powerhouse um, yeah. nations with a youthful side, they're just so exciting to watch. And I think that's that has been the highlight for me so far uh, in terms of the um, the under 21 players coming through yeah. and p- putting a name for themselves because it's a bit of a changing. Bellingham as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a changing of the guard. Yeah. Feel for sure in yeah. terms of the world beaters of international um, football. So, yeah, um, yeah England were uh, uh, they were great to watch. Uh, yeah, there were those two goals that our own scored, but I wouldn't be too harsh on the um, on the defence line for, because of those. But when you're um, six one up, I think the the queue was in the rack. Yeah, well and truly. So it, it'd just be interesting to see how they um, continue to. They're starting the lineup really. Mm. Um, how how much they play around with that if that changes based on their opponents. Yeah, um, and you got Carl Walker's he's back, fit, ready to play. But again, he hasn't played this whole season. So, yeah. but he's a key player that could could slot in. But, yeah. but Trippier, you know, Trippier was going to say, how do you how do you replace Trippier? Yeah, you don't. No, it, it, it'll be there for rotation. Trippier so, is yeah. definitely the first choice. But um, like, if if you guys uh, if England um, beat USA, then you definitely rotate the squad a bit for that last game against Wales. Trent Walker. This, this is but this is where it's interesting. You rotate your squad, and you can it can have the complete opposite effect because it's it's the World Cup's not. Everyone says it's a long to- It's not a long tournament. But it's a lot of games in a small yeah. period is, of time. But you can rotate without destroying all your team harmony and, and ruining confidence. Because football is a massive confidence sport. If you're yeah. on top of the world, you're laughing. If you're passing well, you're playing well. It's happy days. If they have a, if if all of a sudden England were to like say they rest, they uh, beat USA, they can rest against Wales, and Wales got one nil. Mm. The the mental effect that'll have on them, even though if they're not out on the pitch, 
it's almost like a chink in the armor. Yeah. And it, it can change the way you look at it, especially if, let's say that um, in goals is, I've gone blank, I want to say Pickford. Pope, not, it's Pickford. If it's Pickford in goals and he concedes, then yeah. that can change his mental process. And because they're not about to go and put Pope in there now but in a game that doesn't matter. Like, you want to keep some harmony. So I agree with swapping these around, but maybe, you know, let them play 45 minutes. That, that, that's key. I guess it's, it's and also because of this, all well, this added time. Because that's mentally that's affecting them. They've got they've got they're it's essentially minutes, another twenty minutes. Of yeah, I was going to say they're, they're playing anywhere between really ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. So it's all it's it's quite tactical now. It's all that game management. Mm. So it's 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 getting those players off at 60, 70 minutes, which Southgate did, which a lot of the uh, countries you know. The, you know what's going to be interesting did. on that on that point though is when uh, the knockouts come um, and yeah. extra time becomes a thing after a draw. So you've not only got an extra 10 minutes of stoppage time in regular 90 minutes. Then it's going to be like gridiron, isn't it? It's mental. It's going to be literally. Yeah, what is it? It's 120 minutes. You might play 150. You could play 140 <laughs> easily, 140 to 150 yeah. minutes. That's huge. For Again, for the, the amount of games that you have to play in a short well, space as long of time. As long as you, as long as you score more goals in the opposition within regular time, you're laughing. Oh, well, there's going to be scores because there's going to be a lot of fatigue. There's going to be a lot of goals, I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. But very impressive from the English, and um, I think they silenced a few doubters for sure. Um, speaking of some teams that didn't silence some doubters, uh, was Argentina and um, Saudi Arabia. I think we just underestimated a little bit, um, not just by Argentina, but but by a lot of people. And I'll get to that in a moment. But um, yeah, who saw this coming? No one really. Well, no one, no one, no one's going to pick it. But at the same point. It could have just been a run-of-the-mill game where Argentina scored eight just as easy. They could have been 4-0 up that, at one they, point. They could have been. Three offside goals in the first that, half. That, um, Martinez goal should have been actually allowed. Yeah. But that irrelevant, I think that the reality is they went in 1-0. They yeah. know they could have had about four. Mm. And they probably just went, okay, cool. Yeah. We Our jobs, as long as we continue doing it, our job's done. Instead of thinking, we have to get another one, we have to get another one, we have to get another one. And that, that little mindset change, I think, is what cost them. Yeah. Saudi Arabia were up for it. They, they wanted were. They, they, were. they actually they flung themselves into tackles. They played their high line, knowing the risks that were involved with that, but they stuck by it even after the, all those offside, like you know, millimeter offside calls. They stuck by what they had obviously been practicing and what their game plan was. And it says a lot for a coach to concede early, concede like they did, and go, you know what? I'm not changing this. This is how. This is what we're doing. This is what we planned for. Execute the game plan, and good things will come. Mm. Saudi Arabia have great chemistry because a lot of their players play within the same league, play within the same team at Al-Hilal, one mm. of the best teams in Asia, in Asian football. Are they well financially backed? Yeah. They get paid well. That's why they don't get represented in Europe much. They don't play in European mm. teams because they get to stay in their own country. They get to stay where they're culturally happy and they get paid well. So that's why not many people know about them. But as a team, as a unit, they're well drilled, and that goes for a lot of um, a lot of Asian teams. And I think um, they get underestimated a little bit. Like Iran will be underestimated after that loss to England, but they're they're a good side. They always do well in the Asian Cup. And again, I think you said Al, they were ranked twentieth in the world. Yeah. Yeah. USA and Wales will have a tough time against them. So, um, yeah, I, I just think obviously they're not as good as Argentina. Saudi Arabia. I just think in general, in general, a lot of people have underestimated Asian teams. Jamie Carragher, 
Jamie Carragher came out um, before the World Cup and gave his group stage predictions uh, where teams are going to finish on the table. And he put every single Asian team last, last on the table. So Australia, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Iran, all of them, Qatar. Um, And I just think that's hugely disrespectful. Um, Obviously, coming from a European pundit, um, he obviously hasn't watched much Asian football. And look what happens. Look, Saudi Arabia beat Japan, uh, beat Argentina. Japan beat Germany. Um, Korea draw. Korea draw against Uruguay. Or, and a lot of them against South American teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you're right. Australia knocked out Peru in the qualifying. He hasn't so. done his research and he hasn't watched much of that, you know, obviously the Asian no. cup or... But he's obviously purposely put all Asian teams Asian. at the bottom. He has, he has. And, but you just, you're never going to predict those, those... Who's going to predict? No one's going to predict it, but I just think they deserve a little bit more respect. Hey, Again, hey. how many Japanese players representing Europe? Heaps. Yeah, heaps of them yeah. Anyway. Uh, do the conditions in Qatar uh, help the Asian and, and African sites over the, the European sites? I, I'm not sure. Well, I think that, I thought the stadiums were actually air conditioned. So you've got, they've got the heat outside with the training, but the actual stadiums are kind of, it's a little bit more, uh, they've got massive fans blowing or something. But uh, yeah, it should, who knows? I mean, it should, should because they're used to that, that heat then potentially, but I mean, it, at the moment, the European you- teams have, do you think mm, that coming, come to a final, like come to like a Saudi Arabia need to call like to get through to the group stages, they got a free kick. So the opposition have a free kick. So they just put all the aircons on on one side. So there's a bit of a wind oh, to blow it, yeah, yeah, to just blow it further away. Do you, do you think that'll be? No, no, no? Okay. What do you have against the Saudi Arabian football team, Mitch? I have nothing against them. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> okay. When it comes to, I mean, Qatar, I, they might. No, yeah. they, they, you know, I think Saudi Arabia and Japan are, you know, the two best Asian. South teams. Korea. Yeah. I, I reckon all those three teams uh, have a really good chance of qualifying. Uh, I was, sure. was going to ask that. Who qualifies now out of that, that group C? You've got Mexico, Poland getting the, getting the draw. Nil-nil. Well, one win, you're already there, like halfway there for Saudi Arabia. He's, yeah, but do you think, so do you think they're going to beat Mexico and Poland? If they play the way they did. Get a draw round. They could get, they could get two draws and that will be enough. Even one draw might be enough. Um, again, I think they're in, a, they're in a very good spot. Do you think Argentina get out of that group with a loss? Very good question. Um, I think they'll bounce back back against Poland and Mexico. They've got the firepower to do it. One team I'm not so confident on is Germany after their loss to Japan. No. I think that's a much tougher group because they've got Spain to deal with. They'll, they'll you know, dispose of Costa Rica quite easily, but um, one win against uh, Costa Rica might not be enough for Germany to get through. Who did Germany have out? So they didn't have Timo Werner? And they Leroy Sane Massive as well. loss, that one. Yeah, is, 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 <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I mean, is is Havertz a striker? It's yes, kind of he, he, plays, play? he plays a striker for yeah. Chelsea at times. Well. Or false nine. Just or think of all the, the German you know, powerhouse sides in the past and they've yeah. just had a, a striker who's just been a real vocal point and a real, um, I guess, a, one of the biggest assets to that side. and. You, you look at up front at the German side and it just doesn't really scare you like other sides would. Compared to like Chelsea. France and stuff, but it should still be good enough beating Japan. But but I think I think also it's one of those games, right? Uh, you know, I, I saw footage of Rudiger. Yeah. He's kind of taking the piss. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's his first time he's ever done he that. Yeah. Apparently he yeah. does it quite a bit. Yeah. 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 
you know, just just to G up the opposition and stuff like that. Yeah, and we wouldn't be doing that. Back, yeah. backfired on him. Yeah. Um, but they had 74% of possession. I know it's not just all about possession and all that stats and on that side, but I, I, I think tell you what, it all it came, it all, but it all started, the crack started to appear once Gundogan came off as well. Mm. Mm. And he's, he's a key player. So obviously they went, you know what, let's rest him, we, we've got it in the bag. And it wasn't the case. Um, and I think a player like, he'll, he'll want to come out and make a difference in the next game as well. Oh, they, they all will. I don't think they're going to be, I had someone say, and it wasn't many of us, and none of you have to get defensive, but I had someone say that they had them as their, you know, their X-Factor team that could actually go the whole way. And I just didn't see it. And I think we saw that in the first game. They just don't have the ability to, it's, it's a mental toughness to close out games. Yeah, and and yeah. they just didn't have the resilience yeah. and, and the ability to just continue on, and I have no doubt they'll come back and play a better game and and probably you know win the next two. But win the next two against Spain? I, I oh no, sorry, not against Spain. I think they'll get sorry one. They'll get one more win, and then that, but I don't. I don't if they lose, that's what I mean. They've got Costa Rica. They'll win. Spain was my dark horse team, and I tell you what, I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Japan, Japan's got that win now. So if they beat Costa Rica, they're, they're in. That's it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they're Spain, in. they've got to beat Spain. They've got to go out there. It's going to go down to that Spain versus Germany game. Which is exciting. That's I mean, it that's is. probably the game that's that most, can. you know, we want these high-octane games. Not a, I mean, if they both were qualified yeah. but coming up in that match, it'd be boring because yeah. they'd probably both be happy just to have that, a draw. That's next, actually, Spain versus Germany. Um, yeah, very interesting. Um, but, yeah, Spain looked unbelievable uh, in that game against Costa Rica. Again, I don't think... Actually, you called it, Jack. You said, was it you or Mitch uh, that said Spain is going to be one of the best teams of the World Cup? Was that, it Mitch? That, well, Mitch picked them as his star course, yes. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, still but... early days. It is Costa Rica. Who, may I add, may so I, I add? Saying, if that was going to be Jack, you'd be like, Jack, i tell you what. No, you're great saying, addition. You're, you're, you're the you're <laughs> prediction master. Well, let's see. What else? What are the lot of numbers? But it's been definitions go, of a dark Costa Rica. horse as well. Like, Spain dark horse, I don't know. Well, well no one rated them coming into the World Cup. Ruffy. What were you doing when you were 19? Uh, God, I can't remember. So it's not, a running, young team. not running the uh, national team midfield and, and you know controlling everything that goes on. I think I was playing left back at Taruna down in Tassie. Running <laughs> the left back? Yeah, I was pretty pissed off. I sent a midfielder, but coach sent me left back. Anyway, we'll go into that. Save that for another episode. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's a good call, Mitch. I didn't mean to take any credit away from you, but I'm saying it's still only one game in. Um, and Costa Rica, I just wanted to add that. Uh, they only just scraped through qualifying against a 10-man New but Zealand they did, team. They did scrape through. New Zealand. They did scrape through. 10-man. They did scrape through. 10-man. All right. That's, that's all I'm saying. They would have beaten North I reckon, I reckon Australia, I reckon Costa Rica might be the worst team at the World Cup. Just put it out there. But they're at the World Cup. Not Qatar? Qatar. Uh, no, Qatar's the reigning Asian champions. Yeah, but if you're, a lot if of that. Are we going off the performance <laughs> at the World Cup? No, no, he's a, Liverpool, he's a Liverpool fan. It's about history. Okay. Well, Mitch, I don't know. I, I think Guitar's still a very well-drilled side. Um, we'll see. They were. We'll see. And they, what was it? Was it? Okay, they lost their first game. I don't think that's. I don't think we can just judge them off no, that one game. No. So then Argentina, for that sake, is still, you know, favourites. Well, they'd be up there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because we can't judge them off one game. That's all I wanted to establish. Well, of course. I mean. Usually, that's. <laughs> you're anyway, trying to throw me off. Anyway, that, I'll tell you what. Spain, Costa Rica, they had. Looking at the stats, match stats, 17 <laughs> shots to, zero, to, to, to zero. Eight and shots the, on target, obviously to none. And the possession. 82%. The most ever at a World Cup. And only, only made 230 passes. 230 passes. So they've got, I've got to agree, agree with Nick. 
They, they, they are the worst team. Yeah. But also another point for that game, Garvey, you mentioned it, Mitch. Um, or Spain take a pick. <laughs> I think Garvey just, might oh, be Garvey was the better one. He was the player. He, he was, was the player of the match. He became Spain's youngest ever player uh, at a World Cup and the youngest ever scorer and the third youngest scorer overall at World Cups behind Pelé and Manuel Rosas, 18 years old. He's just scary. And this is the thing, like, he, he was my one of my. I think I said either of those two Spanish midfielders were going to be possible young players of the tournament and you know breakout. But they're both. A, <laughs> it's not like they're coming from a club that, like you know, they're not going to have someone sweep in and buy them because they're already where they need to be. Yeah. They're just they're just going to have a continue to show the talent that they have and and why Barca are on top of the you know the La Liga. The, these two have created. You know, they're impressive. Oh yeah. So I just think they're going to. Well, yeah, Barca are in the Europa as well against United. So they're not that great. But you can see <laughs> that golden generation, that it's, next it's, golden it's generation forming. It it's, it's coming yeah. back. And the scary yeah. thing is, is that's a very young, it's a young Spanish it team. And much Ferran like the English Torres, team. Ansu Fati. It, it could be, we could honestly yeah. see two very strong, uh, England and Spain should be favourites already for the next World Cup, assuming they continue on the progression. Obviously, we're talking about this one. But the scary part is, is both these teams could name almost identical World Cup squads. Mm. You know, in four years' time, and that's it's incredible. So, depending on how well these two teams go, oh, it could almost better, better centre halves, that's for sure. Anyway, you, <laughs> you look at Gabby and Pedri, and you just think, you know, Xavi and Iniesta, like it's oh, just absolutely, being, yeah. Um, and then Busquez is still playing. Busquez has played with all of them. <laughs> yeah, he was just in the right bracket of age at oh, the time. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, what was he now like thirty six or something yeah. ridiculous? But he's still he's probably the perfect person to have there because you know what. He's the he's probably older actually to be honest I don't know but the difference is is in the bigger games guess he's got the experience and has done it all before and he'll be able to settle the nerves if they go one nil down settle the nerves if they don't score as easy mm. and I think that is so important. It was funny actually before the game Gary Neville uh, another great pundit uh, he came out and said that um, the team sheet of the Spain team got released and he's just like yeah it's good but there's just no goals in it. <laughs> Next minute, seven nil. <laughs> it was his brother Phil. Yeah. He, he, so. he was a great manager, wasn't he? Yeah, in Spain as well. In Spain. <laughs> um, this morning, though, the latest games: Cristiano Ronaldo. Speaking of records, uh, he became he scored in his in the record fifth World Cup. Uh, something you probably won't see matched for a very long time. Well, naturally. Well, oh, go on. Gonna, well, you can't. Oh, <laughs> come on, Mitch. Come on, Mitch. You're getting a bit, you know. Oh, everything I say. There's a target on Nick's back today. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. There really I'm sorry. is. I think it's because it's a Friday. Yeah. I don't often do recordings I'm on Friday. I'm never here on Friday. He's thrown I'm off I'm normally on a golf course on a Friday, so this is very unusual. No, but what, what's your, what's, what was your point? Well, I mean, just quite naturally, it's going to have to be a while because there's only four years between each World Cup and... It could be two. 16 years. Yeah, but I, I just mean there's no players currently. No, I mean, well, there's Messi on four, anyway, anyway, four but he's not going to be at the next anyway, World Cup. Realistically, it's, it's your gummies it and your phones. It was a great achievement. A great achievement yes. for yeah. to get that. Absolutely. Especially after the week of, or a couple of weeks of turmoil he's had. Yeah. yeah. Was it a penalty? I don't think it no, was. No. no, no, absolutely not. Um, and they were a bit lucky there in the end, actually, Portugal. Um, obviously conceding a late goal to make it 3-2 against Ghana, and it could have... Yeah. Well, are we going to see... So we all agree that it probably wasn't a pen. And just to skip a game, Kevin De Bruyne was given a man in the match and to quote him, just because of my name. <laughs> yeah. Do we, are we talking it's the same sort of thing? People want to see a fairy tale story. Yeah, of course. 
they go, that's what they're going to pay for. They, that's people are going to... It's, it's, yeah. it's quite an achievement what people what pay for. What does the Mountain Batch <laughs> even need? What do they get? A, like yeah, a, 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 they, they get a, a, they get a, a Budweiser, they can't open it. I want to say it's little. It's quite big, actually. It's a big red trophy. That's what they get. They get a big trophy and a massive probably... They probably get it. Yeah, they get a bonus, I'd say. Yeah, because Ronaldo needs the bonus. But it's very... Yeah, very honest of Kevin De Bruyne to come out and, and admit that. And he did have a rather poor game. There was actually some criticism. Uh, he was poor. At half time. He had mm. one of the worst first halves of his illustrious career. But um, he it's, it's, they came away with the win, and that's the most important but that, thing. And that's the scary thing. And, not, and obviously, I don't much to move too far forward. But that's the scary thing is Belgium got the win and were not impressive. Yeah. And in the end, that's all you've got to do is win your games. doesn't matter how you get it done, especially in the World Cup. You want mm. to get the points early, you win the games, you move on. But they played poorly and they got the job done, and that's that's a sign of a good team. So there is, there's also on the flip side of that, you can peak too early. So the likes of Spain, maybe yeah. not Spain, England. But the con- and the, yeah, the, the confidence that you get. Yeah. If anything, maybe Argentina have played it perfectly. Well, they did. It's like Spain in, in 2010. They lost. They their lost first against game. Switzerland one 0 and everyone thought, "Wow, oh, this is it. They're out. Argentina out." And it was a hard group to get through. Mm-hmm. And they went through. Spain went through. Sorry, not Argentina. Tricky. Spain went through one. Do we, do we think that's what the soccerers are thinking too? 100. percent Why not? It's just like maybe we should just you know let's let's get let's this out of our system. Boys, in, let's let's make in. sure no one's Bam. you know intimidated by us. Let's just start easy and then we'll <coughs> we'll warm up into the World Cup. Yeah, I still think Australia have a bit to show. Sorry for going back on that topic, but no, they, they do. You, they get, you get that do. if you get a win and Tunisia might be worth mentioning. Tunisia's game against Denmark, it was a Tunisia home game pretty much. Like the crowd was vocal, um, it was hostile, and it was 90% Tunisia fans. They were crazy, and they were saying it was almost like it was in their own country. Well, it's the same as KSA. Yeah, exactly. And that will play into the soccer's hands, I reckon. They'll like that. They'll like feeling like they're... It'll be a challenge. Australians Australians naturally love the underdog tag. They do. They do. I think that will play in our favour. There'll be some... An early goal to silence the crowd would be good. Like Craig it worked well for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we just keep attacking. That's no, that's the important uh, thing. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we've we've yeah. learned from that. I, yeah. I, and I think if the, we haven't, it, then it does say a lot about Arnie. The it's longer a, we can keep um, the teams that play against us without from scoring, the better. I think. Um, oh yeah. So we, let's just see play play through. If we get to half time and it's nil all, you know, we've got some attacking weapons off the bench. Keep yeah. our structure in the back and Absolutely. it's anyone's game there. Yeah. And uh, Brazil, also the last game of the first uh, lot of the group stages. Um, again, and announced themselves. I wouldn't say announced themselves because they're, they're tournament favourites, but um, they did the job. Um, they looked oh. confident. They looked composed. 2-0. Richarlison, your man, Al. Uh, your favourite player. My favourite player, well, he scores for uh, yeah, for Brazil. <laughs> but not for Tottenham. Ninth goal in seven games, I think it is. In the qualifiers, he scored six. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's probably... The new R9, R9 for Brazil. And that first touch, and he, he, was, he did it in training as well this week, so they've obviously been practising. And he, to do that on the world stage... Oh, brilliant. Against, goal of the tournament so, yeah, far, so far. That, I thought, was going to... We all probably thought it was going to be a bit of a banana skin mm. match, right? Against Serbia... Played them in Russia, same scoreline. Yeah. Tough, tough first half. I think they just lost lost their legs in the second half. Two mm. 0 Understandably, to lose your legs against that team though, a team that wants to run at you yeah. and will like continually push you um, and move the ball quickly. And for, to be honest with you, I think it was actually passable a little bit more than what I expected. I expected them to sort of try and get it in one, and they did. They passable to get in one v one situations, but I expected them to actually really try and dance around the opposition more than they did. 
um, which I think was scary. But the scariest part about this game for me is when they made the subs, they got stronger. Like they actually looked better after the subs, and I'm sitting there going, "How?" Like obviously defensively there are holes. Mm. We didn't see too many of them exposed, but defensively there was gaps. Yeah. But the reality is, is Brazil might just turn around and go, "Okay, well you can score, but you've got to score more than us to win." And that almost just go. Don't worry about defense guys. We have, mm. they have three or four goals a game in them, yeah. comfortably. And they've got the best goalkeeper in the world with Alisson. And I think oh, and the one never, on the bench isn't half bad either. They've yeah. never had. It's, they've never Brazilian teams in the past have never had a decent keeper. Mm. You look at them. You know, I can't. You can't really name any of them. Really. Yeah. No. Yeah. Honestly, Ooh, the scariest part is, is like both goalkeepers would start for just about any other nation. Yeah. And only one of them can play, and it's just I just that that depth is scary. You could always play Ederson on on the you field. You could play Ederson on the field. I tell you what, he's probably quicker than Silva. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite amazing. If, if Neymar's injury is quite serious and he can no, no longer play mm. in the World Cup, do you say that they're not favourites anymore, nah. or do you say that well they've got all these amazing <laughs> options off the bench? Bring in it. I mean, who, who, do you, who do you want to start? Bring on. You could play. I mean, obviously, Neymar played as more of a 10 today. Um, and they played, so they ended up just before up front because he didn't really drop anyway. But you can just change the formation and drop someone in. Or you, you start Fred and you just play a 4 3 3, a simple 4 3 3 with Casemiro, Fred, and then yeah. you do let someone else go. Applicator play more as that 10. But I just think that going forward, there's just too many goals. And we saw from Casemiro how steady he was in that midfield. Yeah, he he was fantastic. Yeah, does Neymar present does Neymar's presence on the field? Help oh, he distracts. Like oh, Vinicius yeah, he's junior. He opens the game. He opens yeah. the game, and that's the thing. Like we saw, he got fouled like nine times. Yeah. So the reality is, is teams don't want Neymar in space. Teams don't want Neymar getting clean touched on the ball. They will they will smash him. But yeah. reality is, is everyone now knows how bad that ankle is. And even if he plays next game, I can promise you the first tackle. Mm. Every national team, what's a yellow card if Neymar's not going to play? Yeah, well, that's no. why he's so important, and that's why I think this injury is oh. actually going to be critical well, cool for, for their, their, their challenge. Yeah, here. but the manager, Ty, he actually came out after the game and said that um, he highly doubts that Neymar will miss any games, but again... But you don't want to... But you, at the same point... Just resting for one, even. Well, but yeah, exactly. But at the same point, yeah. you're not going to come out and say straight away, oh, yeah, we're going to... Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want anyone knowing effectively what you look like yeah. going into that going into a World Cup game. Yeah. But, I, look, I, but Neymar look, will want to play everything. It, absolutely. I don't, I don't think it's going to be an injury that rules him out for the whole no. tournament. Um, but like you said, the, the depth Brazil have in the front... I mean, they played a front four this morning. They had Richarlison, Vinny Jr., Neymar and Rafinha. And then on the bench, if anything does go wrong, Gabriel Martinelli, Rodrigo, um, Gabriel Jesus and Anthony was the other one I was trying to think of. And, um, and just the wise head of Danny Alves on the bench, just, uh, you know, there for moral support, which is key. Like, yeah. Why not use a spot for that? But exper- experience, yeah. pays, experience pays for itself. Yeah. yeah. And having those guys that are stable, and imagine him at training, like when they're and they he looks like a pretty fun guy. Like he he have all everyone around each other and supporting each other, and you want a good feeling in the dressing room. You want someone that's been there and knows how to play and win big games. Mm. Fantastic! Yeah. You've got fifteen on the bench. Like you're not gonna, no. you know, you're only gonna use five. That's, of them. They've got a really good mix. Like yeah, for me, they were, they were very impressive, and I think the fact that they look so structurally good in the midfield as well was just like because when you're going forward, they score goals, but uh, the midfield looks steady. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to ask you boys, we'll go around the grounds. Do we have a player of the tournament so far? I know it's very early, but who stands out to you so far? Oh, I can maybe kick things off. If 
Yeah, it's go going to take a moment for you guys to yep. put your head wrapped around it, but I'll go Kevin De Bruyne, I think. I think it's brilliant. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Just Mitch a little laugh. If I had said that, if I had said that, oh, it's because you're a City fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll probably well, have not. to say um, it is very early days. It's um, Allison. No, I'm going to have to say, well, Richarlison, two goals. Two goals on his World Cup debut. I think he's the standout so far, to be honest. Yeah. Goal Mine, of the tournament. Mine's a Brazilian as well, but I think Casemiro, just Casemiro. the steadiness he had in that midfield and controlled the game and, and that, that shot he had that almost went in, dipped under. Jeez. Yeah. 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 No, good shout. Uh, look, I'm just going to go with Mbappe because I just watching that Socceroos game, I thought like he was just... <laughs> he made Atkinson look slow and Atkinson is not slow. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just it, he he looked like he was having fun out there. Yeah, like and he just he could easily be a player of yeah, the tournament. I mean, you you know, by the end of it with he the 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 link up play between him and um oh, Atletico Madrid. What's his name? Griezmann. 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 It's just like those two have a serious connection. And that's going to yeah. be really good to watch without the tournament when they're not playing Australia. Griezmann's hair grows so quick. Yeah, my eye. It just just doesn't do the same. I'd love the long hair look, but I just don't have the six six years to wait. Are we doing it's a, like a GTA barbershop? Can we do next haircut of the um, the World Cup. Yeah. Mitch? I like Neymar's how it sort of dives in at the back, like okay. almost like an arrow, and yeah. it points to his weird neck tattoo. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's enough. <laughs> Al, who do you have? I'm actually going to go with another Frenchman, uh, Oliver Giroud, at 36 years old. Couple of goals. 51 goals for France now mm. equaling Thierry Henry's record. Yeah. Um, at 36 years old, you, you told Ben, you know, they're missing Benzema at 34 years old. Yeah. And this 36 year old coming in, talking about experience, he's a journeyman. You know? And he copped so much abuse when he was in the Prem, and he's like, oh, he's finished, he's done. And yeah. well, what are we now? Like a couple of years after he left the Prem, and he's still absolutely yep. tearing it up. He's just, yeah. but it, it shows like you want different players through different game styles and different speeds of play. And I think just having those players around him that can just get the ball to him in the box. Mm. And we're not all going into anything political or anything like that. Or But this, the one love stuff, mm. I don't know if you saw his celebration, but he did the, well, the first goal, he did the one love like this. Giroud did. Giroud. Mm. I, did I not thought that was quite that. class, but no one's actually picked it up. I don't no, know. I've yeah, not yeah, seen that's that. Good, that's good by you. Yeah. I haven't seen I that either. Yeah, that, um, good, good, yeah, call, yeah. good call. Well, well done. I didn't actually he's, didn't he's an impressive that. man. I mean, he uh, looks impressive. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's an ugly bastard, isn't he? I'd hate to look like that. I'd love to be on a yacht Obviously with being such a <laughs> in Monaco with, with his entourage. Uh, he's yeah, a very good yeah, entourage. If he's listening, he might listen to the recap after. He's probably yeah. not listening now. But he's, after. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably yeah. the most handsome bloke in the, uh, in, the, in the tournament so far as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, up there. <laughs> I reckon he'd be up there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe for next episode. Oh, he is a model through, as well. Go through and do a, top a bit of modeling. Yeah. Um, all right. And the change the subject. Uh, in terms of young players <laughs> of the tournament, uh, there's been a few. Well, yeah. A couple from England. <laughs> a couple from England uh, under the age of 21. Uh, Saka obviously scored those two goals in Bellingham. Was Bellingham man of the match in that game? Uh, actually, yeah, I think he was. I yeah. think Saka should have been yeah. man of the match. I think he's my player of the tournament so far, for young player of the tournament so far. Okay. I was going to say Garvey. I think yeah. it's hard to look past Garvey okay, as well. But yeah. Saka was impressive. I, Bellingham was impressive. Like, it's the thing. It's, it's good to see. so scary that there's all these young... We actually have options. And there's no wrong answer in this situation because they all yeah. played ridiculously. And in, does Mbappe count? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like no, Vinny uh, Jr. Yeah. Um, he's, he's assist. From Germany... Uh, 
Musiala, Musiala, who I don't know a lot about. I don't watch the Bundesliga, but, yeah. but he, like he was incredible for yeah. Germany. Um, you can see next English coming. Yeah, English player played mm. for England in, in the yep. new setup, and then mm. they missed the player there. Yeah, yeah. let him go yeah. to Germany. Find me. Yeah, why would he want to come back? I was thinking the other day. I was like, oh Just god, so. I keep raving about the next generation of young superstars coming through. Uh, and then you think it's change of a guard because Messi and Ronaldo. How, who are the players who are at the absolute peak of their powers? Who are at that like let's say twenty eight, and this is their time. Like, is it like a De Bruyne? De Bruyne, like who of the big names at this World Cup are right in their sweet spot? Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane. Yeah, I think Harry Kane, De Bruyne, and probably. I just think it's going to be such a highlight of this um this World Cup. I've said many times before. Yeah. Every cool. time, every time I watch a game, they're just. Get exposed to these new amazing 19, 20 years I don't know a heap about and mm. find it more about them. And um, and yeah, we'll now see them hopefully in three more World Cups. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the games coming up, we've already touched on the Australia-Tunisia one. It's obviously a favourite amongst uh, this panel right here. Um, but a couple, there's a couple more standout games. The Spain-Germany. Um, again, we touched on it a bit, but that has massive ramifications for those two teams. Um, who do we, who do we have winning that one? Spain, 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 yeah. Spain. Spain to bring in more pain. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to look past Spain after scoring seven goals. Um, and England, USA, football versus soccer. Bobby Bradley. England. <laughs> you better have another dig at me. What was it over this time? Oh, you've just completely gone over the Argentina-Mexico game. Oh, I'm not finished yet. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I thought Pulisic played well. I think I mentioned him as someone who, a bit of an outsider, might play well. So, yeah, um, yeah I th- they were pretty good against Wales. A bit of a tale of two halves, that match. They yeah. first half and Wales second half. But, um, yeah, it should be it should be competitive for sure. But I think England probably 3-1. Yeah. It'll be tough on paper. I mean, on paper, we should be being in the United States. I mean, if, we don't, if we don't beat the USA, then was it, there's no point. Was it Brian Clough that said, um, we have a good team on paper, but the game's played on grass? Very yes. true, he did. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, again, if we've learnt anything from these first few games, it's that anyone can win on there any given day. Um, upsets happen. Uh, we've got to expect that from the World Cup. So... Uh, yeah, but I mean, like you said, on paper, England should have them covered quite easily. The depth as well. Yeah, um, if, they, if they play as well as they did against Iran, yeah. then yeah, I reckon yeah. a couple of goals probably. Yeah. But you just we we haven't beaten England have not beaten them. They played them twice in the World Cup, in two World Cups, um, and drawn both of them. Mm. Yeah, fat Bobby Green. Very interesting. Sherrod scored. Didn't, I'd never seen this goal because uh, the, the <laughs> live television just cut out and showed an ad. Straight, like, straight away. I don't know who it was. Yeah. I, th- I think it was over here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Bobby Green threw the legs in the second half. He he kind of just mm. lost it. So, one on, but, so, yeah, USA, tough game. I'm tough going. game. Going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and your favourite game for the round, Mitch, Argentina-Mexico. Um, are you expecting Argentina to bounce back? Yeah, and in a big way. I just I don't think they're going to slip up. I think uh, Lissandro Martinez will, will start in the defence and he has to. I just think that was a big error um, by the Argentinian coach because he, mm. he's arguably the informed centre-half of the yeah. Prem at the moment. And oh, no, Romero was... Well, that, oh, we had this, injured, yeah. Right? So well, and that too. So, yeah. 
And, you know, I think Otamendi, they would have gone, look, he's experienced. As you said, I think they didn't have lost a game with when Romero starts in the back. So, about 11 games. yeah, which is, in, yeah. it's, it's an incredible run. Right. Yeah. About so you can see why they did it, but. Yeah. 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 But he was a fault. Romero was a fault for their first goal, mm. at least. Anyway, yeah. he kind of lost it. Might just say I have a prediction for the Australia Tunisia game. Oh, yes. Sorry for jumping. I think um, I think Bayich might score from the back post. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing, sorry, Nick. Yeah. If Aziz Bayich scores a goal on the back post, which I think might happen against France tomorrow, put it on your multi. Mitch will watch the Denmark game naked at Fed Square. <laughs> Your, so, uh, how as my future visions, yeah. I, I think I just got the wrong game when I said that last time, but yeah. 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 And um, and same same rule applies, Mitch. Uh, if Beige is successful, well, you would, you'll coach. join me, won't you? Anyway, at Fed Square. Yep. Yeah, for the last game. If he scores, Beige scores from the back. I think post. the last game's at two a.m., so maybe not that, that game. But yeah, it's probably the safest game to go to actually. Yeah, probably yeah. is. Actually, not at Fed Square anyway. <laughs> Yeah, all eyes on that game against Tunisia though. I'll be there at Fred Square. Are you guys going? No, no, no. I'll oh. be at the pub, Great Northern. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, that's all we have for you today um, on this episode. Still so much to play out, obviously, and uh, to look forward to as well. So keep following all the action from Guitar on the APL Life World Cup Edition app and A-League app. And we'll be back again next week to unpack more of the action from the group stages. Uh, But until then, enjoy the football.